today on the subject, why is Christmas such a big deal? Why is Christmas such a big deal? Did you clap? I have studied with much interest many arguments on Christmas. In fact, if you look in the Bible for the word Christmas, you will not find it. It's in the Bible. You will not find Christmas in the Bible. The word Christmas, you will not find it. Um, if you look for the word pulpit in the Bible, will you find it? Hello? If you look for the word pulpit in the Bible, will you find it? If you look for the word sakumono, will you find it in the Bible? If you look for the word ekwegbemi, will you find it in the Bible? But do we actually have ekwegbemi? Is there a place called sakumono? Is there something called pulpit? If you look in the Bible, will you find microphone, Nana? But is there something called microphone? So the fact that the word Christmas isn't in the Bible doesn't demonize it. Are you here? I'm giving you this background before I preach. So I, I had an occasion where a man of God confronted me and said, we, why do we celebrate Christmas? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that in this season, a savior was born. And the whole world celebrates that moment. Then I told him that I know the history. They said um, so many years ago, before Christ came, there, there was a paganic religion. And uh, they had festivals, paganic festivals, fun, chilling, pleasure, around 25th. December. So, the church leaders at that time, the Roman Catholic Church at that time, the leaders of the Roman Empire or the Roman Church realized that though the people were becoming Christians, when it was 25th, they go and spoil themselves <laughs> with the paganic activity. And it was at the end of the year, so it's like end of year party and things. So the people go back to the very things they were saved from. So they decided that they, they, they took a decision. So I was telling the pastor that, you see, if 25th December is not the birthday of Jesus, show me the birthday of Jesus. So they said 25th December must be celebrated as the birthday of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thought you were clapping. So at that time, everything about the church must come together and celebrate the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe that Christmas is a blessing to the church. And today, by the time I finish preaching, you understand why every day we must give glory and honor to God for sending his beloved son as a gift to the world. 
So I'm preaching on the subject, why is Christmas such a big deal? Now, Christmas is the biggest celebration in the world. There is no other celebration in the world that can match the mammoth population or gathering that Christmas weeps. Everywhere and on this earth, Christmas is celebrated. Christmas is the greatest occasion on the surface of the earth. Every other holiday is a day. But when it comes to Christmas, it can take one month, two months, where people prepare for Christmas. Follow the teaching. During Christmas, billions of people take time off. their busy shuttles to decorate their houses, their homes, their companies, even their cars. They buy gifts. You see people buying gifts for each other. You see people visiting people. You, you, during the year, you never visited them. You want to visit them. During the year, you never call to check up on them. You want to call and check up on them. Things you didn't do during the year, on Christmas Day, somewhere, somehow, you try to do it. Follow the teaching. When Christians come together in Christmas time, it is because God loved the world and he gave his only begotten son. The reason why we celebrate Christmas is because of the Lord Jesus Christ. When Christmas comes, you cannot say that you, have not, you are not aware that it's Christmas. Yes or no? Sometimes your own birthday you forget. But as for Christmas, hello, hello, come alive. <laughs> as for Christmas, you can't say that, hey, I didn't know it. Hey, I didn't know Christmas has come and gone. No. 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 Everywhere. Sent no baby baby. Everywhere. On the radio, on the television, wherever. Where they said there's no money in Ghana, but you saw the traffic in town. What were they using to buy this? <laughs> Traffic. If you made a mistake and you went through Accra, you just have to park your car and just leave it there. Christmas brings people together. And there is a reason why we must celebrate Christ. If you now stop to think, about what at all Christmas is about. And you think about the birth of an unassuming peasant boy somewhere in the Middle East. A little baby boy. His birth can cause nations, people to gather every year to celebrate his birth. It brings to you that no. There is something about this little peasant boy that the world must give attention to. I'm praying that this Christmas, the love of God will come upon your heart. The love of God will draw you closer to him. The love of Jesus Christ will be made real to you. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering in the house. You may never have realized that anytime you are looking for a date, let's say you ask, what is today's date? Or you want to know what is next week's date? 
or even your birthday, you are making reference to the birthday of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every date is referenced to this man called Jesus. So it's either BC or AD. Hello? Please, are you here? Or oh, the place is too cold. Which is which? Some of you are doing. Every date you look out for is either a BC before Christ or um, um, in the year of the Lord, AD. So if you say um, you were born 1925, it is AD after the death in the year of the Lord. Anno Domino. So every date you look out for, even your birthday, is reference to the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, in the night before Jesus was born, shepherds were on the field taking care of their flocks. And all of a sudden, there was a great spectacle in the atmosphere. Let's look at Luke chapter 2. Let's read the scriptures. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14. Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14. The Bible said, And there were in the, in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. Verse 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid. Let's read together verse 10. Verse 11, keep reading. Keep reading. Verse 13. Verse 14 again. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Now, the angel said that there will be great joy because of the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. But you see, when Christmas is coming, some people feel stressed up. <laughs> are you here are you here so I have a friend when Christmas is coming he says he's a Jehovah witness <laughs> he'll come back after December because he feels that when Christmas is coming it's like it's a burden it's like a trouble is coming like you are going to be stressed out. When Christmas is coming, some people don't want to hear because it reminds them of certain happenings that took place in their lives. Assuming you lost your parent on the Christmas day. Anytime Christmas is coming, or 24th, I know of a player, international player, whose mother died on 24th. 
So if 24th is coming, you are going to have a certain feeling. But the angel said that there is going to be great joy as the child was about to be birthed. Some people are stressed out because relationships are constrained. They are not fine with people. They are not fine with their family. They, they, their family they are in, they feel so stressed out. Maybe your wife is worrying you. Your husband has been worried. So you are wondering how you are going to celebrate Christmas together. Your father is giving you stress. Your mother is stressing you out. So you have, you have had some quarrels with some people and for a long time you have not been talking. And now it's time for you to go and wish a, a, a Merry Christmas. It becomes... Do you have some witness in the house at all? Christmas is the best news that came to man on earth. And it has three main components. Number one, it is the most expensive gift you can ever receive on earth. Yeah, it's the most expensive gift. The gift of God to mankind during Christmas is the most expensive gift you can ever receive on earth. So it's a blessing for you to witness and to receive the gift of God in Christ Jesus. Give the Lord a clap offering for that. Yeah. It's the way you handle certain expensive gifts. This one is the most expensive you have received and you will ever receive on the earth. So one of the reasons we celebrate Christmas is that on Christmas Day, we received a gift from God that is the most expensive gift you will ever is a more expensive than any other gift more expensive than the most expensive car than the most expensive house than the, whatever kind of salary you can ever dream about the gift of God in Christ Jesus is the most expensive gift you can ever receive Number two, it is the only gift you will receive that will be forever. It will never be outdated. Hello? There's no other version of Jesus Christ coming up. Those of you who have bought the latest iPhone by somewhere April, September, the next version will come and your own will be colo. But there is no other version of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if God gave you that gift, doesn't he deserve a clap offering? There is no other version. He said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. The gift of God in Christ Jesus to us will be forever and ever our precious gift all the days of our lives. Number three, it is a gift you will enjoy forever. There are some gifts you received, you can't use it again. Yes or no? Hello? I can give you the most powerful shoe today, but I don't think you can use that shoe in the next 10 years. But the gift that Jesus, God gave to us in Jesus Christ, that gift functions from now to eternity. Anytime you need to go to God and you pass through Jesus, that gift that gateway 
is still relevant. That name, at the mention of that name, every knee must bow today, yesterday, tomorrow, and forever. May we celebrate Jesus all the days of our lives. Let Jesus Christ be magnified in our lives because it is the most expensive and the most reliable and the most durable gift a man can ever receive on earth. Give him a mighty clap of faith. During a wedding, you can see a man receiving his bride with joy, with gladness. But one day, one of you will die. It's not forever. So in the vow, there's a word, till death. Yeah. Though it's precious. Hey, you're excited when your bride is coming like the whole world has entered into your body. <laughs> you don't know what to do, whether you should disappear or you don't know. I don't know why the ladies do some few days they make their faces some way they won't do their hair they won't make their face they, they they just want to shock you so when you see them you'll be watching oh, you're not, that's all, you're not, you're not. so it is the voice that will help you know that is the one because some women can change so that then the man can so during the wedding the man's voice disappears I do take you. Can you speak louder? I do take you. But when they give the mic to the ladies, you see strong voice. Yeah. I see strong voice. Because the man is flabbergasted. He's wondering, is that the same girl I went to chase? Somebody give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. Are there some married men in the house? Didn't it happen to you? Yeah, 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 yeah wondering. Or an angel just dropped. But that gift is not forever. Yeah, that gift is not forever. The only gift you have that is forever is the gift in the Lord Jesus Christ. Give him a clap offering. Christmas is a time for celebrations. It's a time for party. Yeah. That is Christmas. It's a time for party. It's a time for celebration. It's time for great joy. Christmas is time for salvation. It's a time of salvation. So there are three reasons for Christmas. Time for celebrations, time for salvation, and time for reconciliations. Time for celebrations, time for salvation, and time for reconciliation. Today, I'm going to just fix myself on the time of celebration. Give the Lord a mighty clap of friend. There are many Christmas services coming, so I can't push all on your throat. You'll forget. So we stick to the time of what? Celebrations. Christmas is the birthday of the Lord Jesus Christ. Christmas is the birthday of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not your birthday. It's the birthday of the Lord Jesus Christ. So he must take center of every party of every celebration, of every joyous moment in Christmas, it is for Jesus, not for you. Did you hear that? Yeah. When it was your birthday and you were doing your birthday party, nobody spoke about anybody. It was you. Everybody would come, oh, Ima, happy birthday. Get this gift. Happy birthday. Francis, happy birthday. Nobody talked about anything. If even you did bad, they would not even talk about it that day. 
if even your boss is angry with you, that day he won't talk. He will just wish you, hey, Francis, enjoy your day. Have a happy birthday. By Monday when you come, you will know what is chasing you. So on your birthday, we give you the center seat. You are our focus. So on Christmas day, which is the birthday of the Lord Jesus Christ, we must magnify Jesus in everything we do. In all the celebrations, Jesus must be the focus. I thought you were clapping. If you are celebrating your birthday and we come and we are talking about your sister or your brother and we are not talking about you, won't you get angry? Hello? You are celebrating your birthday and you bring a comedian and all the comedian is talking about is your sister. As our sister is here and this and this and the other day your sister and you are like, did I pay you to come and talk? <laughs> Christmas is a season that belongs to Christ. And we must take advantage of the market value of Jesus during this season and make him known to the world. Come on, give him a clap. We ignore Jesus during this season and we do all that we want to do. We chew all the chicken we want to chew. We go everywhere we want to go, but it's like you ask yourself, why am I happy like this? Yes, I mean, the year has come to an end, but beyond that, what is the reason for our joy? And that reason is supposed to be Jesus Christ. Our joy, our celebrations, our patterns must magnify the name of the Lord Jesus. There cannot be Christmas without celebration. So please, if you have not planned to do celebration, I beg you, start planning. Have some party. <laughs> Enjoy. Be happy. I'll tell you the reason why you should celebrate. Then we end the sermon. You should be happy that this day came. You should be happy. If this day did not come, there will not be an Easter. So if you say me, I celebrate Easter. There is no Easter when there is no Christmas. If Jesus did not come in the flesh, how would they crucify him? Can you catch a spirit? Friends, come. I'm telling you, Jesus is here. Catch him for me. Catch him. I say he's here. Catch him. <laughs> so if Jesus, you can sit down, did not come in the flesh, how could they have crucified him? So before Easter, there is Christmas. Give him a mighty clap of it. Am I preaching well? You know, it's his birthday, so I can't be screaming all over. I have to let Jesus feel very pampered. So I'm pampering him with my voice. Give the Lord a mighty clap of him. The first purpose of Christmas is to celebrate Jesus and nothing else. 
So don't be calling people now. Oh, my Christmas gift way. <laughs> Anyone that calls you that where is his Christmas gift? Say the Lord loves you. Receive him as your Lord and personal sin. That is the Christmas gift. I thought you are clapping. Now what did it that may tell? And since 9 a.m. about 12. Now my Christmas gift The reason for the season is not to produce tax collectors. It's in Christmas you see tax collectors. Uh, Lucy, my daughter, when are you coming to? When is your this thing dropping? Okay. Christmas is not to produce tax collectors, but it's for us to share the Lord Jesus Christ to the world. I thought you are clapping. If somebody remembers you and brings you a gift, you thank God. But don't pick up. Eh? Now, what's that not here? Now, when you say Christmas, they've done it to you. Eh? The way you are laughing, you are, you are suspect. But hmm. you don't need to come. With the mumu, it just you send, send it by. But don't wait for your parents to ask you. Ask for your parents. They shouldn't ask you. If they ask you, it's not good. Amen. If your mother is now calling you, when, when are you coming? Then you say, you're a chisel son. When Bisawa Omba into Luke chapter 2 verse 10. Luke chapter 2 verse 10. The Bible said, and the angel said unto them, fear not, or behold, I bring you good tidings. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy. Christmas must come with joy. One thing I look out for in my life is Christmas. Because in Christmas, I feel like there's no trouble on my head. You can sleep like a baby in Christmas. There's a certain feeling that comes with Christmas. There is great joy in the atmosphere. And may this great joy follow you into 2020. I said, may this great joy follow you into 2020. The good news of Christmas is worth celebrating. We celebrate all kinds of anniversaries. Those some, if you buy, if you bought your car, the first time you bought your car, you see that when it's one year, you say, hey, a year today I bought this car. If you gain employment. You celebrate your anniversaries. If the Lord blesses you with a child, you do birthdays. I think what happened on this day in our lives as a church deserves celebrations. We need to be happy and thank God that he sent his son to come into this world. You see, when if Obama decides to come to Ghana, it's not, a, it's not normal. It's not normal. Your water you drink. The water we drink in Ghana, you can't compare that to that in the U.S. Your bottled water, even your bottled water. 
So if Obama decides to come, it's, it's, it's normally captioned as historic. Are you here? It's historic for the queen, Queen Elizabeth, to decide to come to Ghana. Hey, do you know Queen Elizabeth? It's a big breakthrough for Queen Elizabeth to say he's visiting Ghana. It's a great visit. So if Jesus, God, God decided to save mankind and came in the form of man to be born in a manger, have you been to heaven before? Some of you, eh, some of you, if you are due for national service and they sent you to Nankubu Yoyo to go and teach in primary one, you won't go. Say, me, pa, I've stayed in Sakumon. How can I even eat their rice? Even the Ghana rice, because we are struggling to eat. <laughs> you are struggling to eat your own rice. So it doesn't go, it doesn't go. It doesn't go, it's your rice. Then God decides to leave heaven in all his glory to come to you. We must remember this day for him. Left all the streets of gold. There are no portals. In heaven, streets of gold. And the gold are too polished, so refined that you can see yourself on the streets. That is where Jesus was walking. And he decided to come to be born in a manger, in a box that animals eat from. And today, we are here celebrating him. It was a great sacrifice. And we appreciate him. Appreciate him with a good clap. It was a great sacrifice. That was a personal. He said, and the angel, and the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you. It was a personal message. I bring you. I bring you. That message was also a positive message. The gospel is a personal message. The gospel is a positive message. He said that I bring you good tidings of great joy. It was a positive positive message. It was a personal message, a positive message, and a universal message. Anybody at all. He said, I bring you good, good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I pray that today, Jesus will be established in your heart. Your love for him will be rekindled again. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter who you are. Whatever you have done, whatever you will do, where you are coming from, where you are headed, what God decided to do for you was to send his son to come into the world to save us from our sins. It was a good news. I pray that the entire purpose of, Christ, of Christmas, which is the love of God, the entire purpose of Christmas is the expression of the love of God. I pray that it will minister to you today and the days ahead of us. Can I hear a big amen? John chapter 3 verse 16. For God so loved the world 
that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him will not perish but have everlasting this is the purpose of Christmas this is the purpose yes your cakes are ready your chicken my fridge is full of chicken fish cake I'm ready to eat so normally when Christmas is coming I go and check my system know all the levels where this is <laughs> because there's going to be a great consumption at all angles then right after Christmas, I'll go and check and see the balances, which exercise to do, uh, blah, blah, blah. So I know you, some of you too, you have stocked your fridge. <laughs> I mean, the chickens, I'm just, some of you even ate chicken this morning. You've laid foundation. When you were coming, they were frying, they said, oh, my man, Faba, could be now, I'm going to try myself. But in the midst of it, remember, the entirety of the of Christianity, the entire purpose for Christianity of, of, of Christmas is what? The expression of the love of God. Give the Lord a good clap of him. Psalm 118, verse 24. If you have the TEV version, T E version. If you have it, I'll be glad. Do you have it? Are we at the same frequency? Do we have it? Give me GNT. Quickly. He said, this is the day of the Lord's victory. Let us be happy and let us celebrate. This is the day of the Lord's victory. Yes. If Jesus wasn't born, we would not have any victory. So we must be happy. Tell somebody be happy. Let there be joy in your house. Let there be joy in your heart. Let there be joy in your words. Be happy and celebrate. Give me a mighty clap offering in the house. James chapter 1, verse 18. The same version. James chapter 1, verse 18. He said, By his own will he, by his own will he brought us. This English. You, you give me the KJV. Let me stay there. <laughs> Verse 18. We have to start preaching in our local dialect. <laughs> of his own will beget he us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of first fruit of his creature. So what the Bible is saying is that the way Jesus came is the way we are going to manifest before the Lord. The spirit that brought Christ is the same spirit that will take us to him in heaven. I'm praying for you today that this Christmas and the many Christmas ahead of you until you depart from the earth may this season minister the love of God to you in the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we matter to God. We are, we, are, we are precious in God's sight. We matter. You matter to God. God has you at heart. God has you in his mind. God doesn't have um, um, grandchildren. God has children. Every one of us is a treasure before the Lord. You are the apple of God's eye. 
God has you at heart. He knows the bleeding you are bleeding in your heart. Some of us, maybe this season, you are remembering some people you have lost. And it's so hurting. God is right there. God, some of us are hurting because we lost our jobs. And many people in Ghana lost their jobs this year, last year. It has been very, very some way. But some way, somehow, God has brought you this far. As you are seated there, you are remembering certain things. But I want you to know that God is aware of your predicament and your feelings. In spite of all that, if you can believe him for your next chapter, there will be a great grace upon your life. I said there will be a great grace upon your life. In the name of Jesus, God's love is unfailing. It doesn't fail. I will explain something here to you. Are you enjoying the message? I want you to be blessed. It's unfailing. It doesn't fail. It doesn't disappoint. The love of God doesn't get tired. Tell somebody the love of God doesn't get tired. My love will get tired. Your love will get tired. Your mother's love will get tired. Your father's love can get tired. You see fathers disowning their children. From today, you are no longer at tired. Because they are humans. That is why when it comes to human relations, you, you need to do NCNC. Because the love of man can fail. It's only God's love that will never fail for you. Are you here? So, men can get tired of you and you can't blame them. Because if somebody is taking care of you, you are not his biological child. He's, he's helping you and you are not helping yourself. He will get tired. Yes or no? He will be tired. And every human being, when they hear the story, they say, oh, then he's justified. But the love of God is unfailing. It's unfailing. It doesn't fail. God's love doesn't reject us. No matter where you go, no matter what you do, no matter what you become, the love of God is unfailing. So when I entered the bathroom and I was Sarah and I was talking to God, so if your love doesn't fail, what does it mean? Then he said, then he gave me a scenario. He said something before he gave me this. I'll give you the scenario before I'll tell you what he said. He said, assuming you are a father and you have five children, all four children turn out to be good and one became a recalcitrant child. He's gone somewhere. He's traveled this doing, today he's in police hands, today he's doing drugs, he's doing this. He said, how will you feel? I said, oh God, may I ask you a question? You can't ask me. He said, how will you feel? So I will not be happy. I'll be very sad as a father. I'll be worried. I'll be worried no matter how bad the child has turned. I'll be worried. Then he said, okay, after many years, you hear that your child has has told a close friend that Onyankobe Babako, what will you do? I said, hey, I will drive and go and pick that boy. He said, yes, that is what I mean when I say my love is unfailing. It's unfailing. So no matter how you turn out to be, God's love for you 
is constant. But God can love you and yet you will fail. Because you didn't respond to the love. His love is constant. It's there, constant. The love of a mother for the children is constant. The love of a father for children, constant. Will they respond? Will we respond to the giving? Every time somebody gives you something, you respond. If your wife, you receive spells from your, your husband, naturally you are supposed to respond with a child. Hello? <laughs> no, then they make their faces straight too. <laughs> Every good gesture from someone triggers a reciprocation. So if somebody loves you, some way, somehow, he expects you to also love him. If you love somebody for a long time and you hear that the person has maligned and backed or whatever and gossiped about you. When you hear, how do you feel? Do you feel to love the person more? Yeah, yeah, be, just, just be natural. We'll go to the other side. I know you are angels. You see that you, you, you be hurt because the more you love somebody, the more you expect a certain kind of posture from the person. So God's love for us is unfailing. It will never fail. But we must respond to this love on a daily basis. It has never failed. God's love, I don't know how far you think you've gone from God. I don't know how rotten you think you are. I don't know how, say, oh, as for me, me, I cannot be a Christian. Me, mm. I cannot be that crefit, crefit. I mean, some of us, we have gone far. You can't go, you can't go beyond the love of God. It's so deep is so wide. Wherever you go, God's love for you is constant. You have to respond to that love. God's love is not seasonal. It's abiding. It's not seasonal. Some husbands just show their love when uh, Valentine's come, then you see their show. <laughs> God's love is not seasonal. It's abiding. He loves you because he died for you, not because you first loved him. He loved us not when we loved him. He loved us when we were yesiness. So there is nothing you will do that will kill his love for you. His love is there. But you must also love him and then you begin to partake of the inheritance he has for you. I don't think any father will will any wild thing to a recalcitrant child. At best, he will will it on behalf. So if Ima is the bad one and Francis is the good one and the father is willing, you will add a clause. I'm adding immense this thing to your own. Handle it. Manage it. The day he comes to his senses, you can entirely hand it over, over to him. No father will give something precious to a son who is recalcitrant. But the love of the father, the love for you is constant. May you accept, receive, and embrace the love of the father. Somebody celebrate God with a clap offering.
That is why in marriage, we try to take a bit of that into it. So we pick the agape love. So any marriage that runs on a high proportion of agape is likely to make it than a marriage that rides on the eros love. Eros love is sexual love. So the person loves you just because you are wild. Wild. I mean, when he sees you, know he's blown away. This is a God's creature. Hey, come by. This is woman. Hi. No, it won't last long. Because whatever you are seeing is temporal. But if the marriage is based high on agape and filia, agape. Agape is I love you irrespective. I'm not loving you because you love me. I'm loving you whether you love me or not. And that is the definition of God's love. It brings you into a covenant. That agape love is what brings people into covenant. Agape love. If God didn't love us with agape, nobody can enter this place today. (laughs) If God was Counting our sins against us. You can't hold the mic. Me, I can't hold the mic. But his love for us is eternal and is abiding. Give God a mighty clap of him. Am I blessing you? I know you are in a hurry to go and eat your chicken and all that. Me too, I'm very much in the hurry to go eat. But yes, let's finish the word of God. Give the Lord a mighty clap of praise. God's love for us is based on his character, not our conduct. That agape love. That's why we always have a second chance. We always have a second chance because that love is constant. He is there to do you good, not to do you evil. God, Jesus came to do us good and not to do us evil. It's constant. It's there. You can go far. But when you come back, you partake in it. The love of God for you. Never let anything drive you away from him. Never have a mind that God is a wicked God. No, never have that mind. Some people have that mind. That God, he, he, he. No. God loves you. God loves you. Wherever you have gone, you can come back to him. He's a burning bush. He's a blazing fire. But he's a loving father. He's looking for you. That is why he sent Jesus Christ to come and die for us. He said, if even I love them, they must respond with the love. If even they don't respond, I still love them. I pray that we will respond to the love of the Lord. I said, I pray that we will respond to the love of the Lord. There are many things God has done for us we didn't deserve. Many things. When you see, I mean, some of you men, the kind of women you have married, you have to thank God. Because if God wanted to give you your type, you have run away from the house. <laughs> Hello? There are many things you have today. You didn't deserve it. 
But God, out of his mercies, out of his love, just gave it to you. You didn't pray for it, he gave it to you. You didn't ask for it, he gave it to you. Love in God. God is not having love. God is God. God is love. I, 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 I'm not saying God has love. If I say God has love, it means God has love. So he can lose it for you. Whatever you have today, you can lose it. But God is love. So when you have him, you have his love with you. I pray that the love of God will be made real to you in this season. Look for a poor person and bless the person. Look for somebody and help the person. Look for somebody, do something. Be a blessing to somebody. Express the love of God. Maybe when you close and you're even going, somebody's selling water. Take 50 Ghana, buy the water and dash it to the person. Say Merry Christmas and go. Are you here? Yeah. One day I was driving and I do that almost every week. And I'm driving. I, I saw these two students, like people. Is it pupils? Pupils. So, so I saw them and I was driving. Charlie, I saw their just turn. Party, party, and I remember some days. <laughs> so I slowed down and I, be, 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 hey, come, come, come. and I took 50 notes too and I threw it outside the window and gave it to them. Didn't they saw the money do? <laughs> I said, Oh, take it, take it, take it, take it. Use it today, just use it. And the man was standing there. He looked at the man. He looked at me. He said, God bless you. God bless you. I said, make sure you take it and give it to them. Oh. Take it and give it to them. Don't take it away. So today, if you are going home, you see somebody selling water. Shut up, friend. I saw that. I saw that. Take 50 notes or the 200 notes. Yeah. I'm sure you say, oh, bro, me, you say, oh, fa, 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 fa. Is the love of God. Tell somebody it's the love of God. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Many think of Jesus as a baby during Christmas. All we think about is baby Jesus, a baby in a manger, a baby. In... No, no, no. That baby grew up. <laughs> that baby grew up. So it's like uh, we are waiting for a drama. Where Mary gave birth. And so every time Christmas comes, it's like, it's a baby Jesus. Baby Jesus. No, that baby grew up. And that baby died on the cross for us. He grew up. I pray that the love of God in your heart will grow for him. I said it will grow for him. When Jesus was being crucified and hanging on the cross, and the nails being pierced through his palms. What was he telling us? I love you. Though it's hurting me, I still love you. I bet it's better I die and gain you than I live and not have you. I would love to die in order to save you. That is the message of Christmas. Wow. <laughs>
Let me wrap up. Christmas is a day we need to celebrate the love of God showed towards us. Christmas is a day to celebrate that God is with me. You need to celebrate that God is with you. Some people wish that you don't have anybody. You think you don't have anybody. You have God. Yes. You think you don't have anybody. You have God. And you need to celebrate that. That God is on your side. And if God is for you, who can be against you? That is why Christmas you must celebrate. People will live your life. Every year, some people, some people will step out of your life. But God will never step out of your life. Or people will step out. You do them something or you will not even do them anything and they will just step out. And sometimes when they leave you, they want you to crash. But because God is with you, he that is in you is greater than he that is in the world. I am here to pray for somebody. If people have walked out of your life, people who you thought will be there for you, but they walked out, I want you to know that Christmas celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ for God is with you. Give him a mighty clap offering. I was telling you the other time, the day um, the son of King Saul, King Ishbosheth, lost his army man, Abner, the next day, he was killed. The day Gaddafi lost his army commander. That morning, he was killed. Sometimes people are in your life. They are your pillar. They are your hope. They are your star. They are your bright morning star. And sometimes they walk out of you. You feel very vulnerable. But by revelation, know that God is with you. That is the message of Christmas. God will bring people and God will take them away. But before God will take somebody away out of your life, God will make sure that there will be a better pillar to hold your life. Your life is in the hands of God, not in the hands of a man. And Jesus came on this day to show us the kind of love that God has for all of us. If you believe and you heard what I just said, celebrate the goodness of the Lord for sending Jesus to us today. God is right there with you. I don't know what you are going through. As the year is coming to an end, I've had a lot of course. Pastor Charlie, life is hard though. 2019 was hard though. Pastor, I'm not happy. Pastor, I'm not happy. The year is not ending. I said, shut up. The year is not ending well. Say, what are you talking about? But the, 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 the year is not ending well. You are sitting here, polished, smiling, clapping, singing. Some people are there. This week, you know the number of people who died on the road. You didn't read papers, so you don't know. If you read, you know. Yeah. By Monday, when we left here on Sunday, Monday in the newspaper, six people, ten people. Are here, you say the year didn't end well. May the love of God be expressed to us one by one. May we learn to appreciate the love of God at whatever level we have experienced it. We must thank God for the mountains and the valleys because through it all, the Lord has been with us. Give Him a mighty clap, offering.
Never do as you feel. Because God doesn't do as he feels. Never do. If somebody gives you an advice, you go for an advice. And some of you, that's the advice you give to people. Do as you feel. Talk. Express yourself. Be you. Be what? It's one of the bad advice you can ever receive from somebody. Because in your emotions, you are 100% sure to go wrong. God doesn't do as he feels towards us. He does as he has covenanted with us. If God acts according to how he feels towards us, a lot of us here will not stand. Because most times we are making him angry. We get him disappointed. Then you say, we'll get up, clean up, go again. You go and come, you fail. He doesn't call you a failure. He gives you more grace. Go and try. Every time you fail, he gives you grace. Every time you fail. So if God was moving with his feelings towards us, though he feels for us, he doesn't act out of his feelings. Because if he should act out of his feelings, eh, some of us, our offerings will not move him. Because you know the type of offerings that move you. The type of gifts that move you. Brother Mike. I saw a video where I think, uh, two lovers, a male and a female, they were. The, a girl had caught the guy cheating and he said it was over. This time it's over. Well, you are saying it's over. You are still sitting in his car. It's over. It's over. And the guy removed dollars. You will give back with your poor girl. Are you sure it's over? <laughs> are you sure it's over? By the third time, the girl was like, this one is the last one. It's the last one. <laughs> I mean, they were stressed. I mean, the guy, no, to, to goodness, so sad. Oh, I said, oh, it should be the last time. You know, I love it. It should, it should be the last time. I said, we just can now say it should be the last time. So if God is to look at the things we do for him, and be happy with us. Most of us can never make God happy. But he loves us because of the covenant. The covenant he made here. And gives us a long room, a long rope, so that gradually we become what he expects of us to become. Once again, give God a good clap of hands. something. You must celebrate God for who he is to you. Not to somebody, but to you. People may not know, people may not understand your song, but sing your song to him. Because you are the only one that knows what Christianity has done for you. Some of us, you would have, you would have died by now if Jesus didn't save you. I'm not talking about spiritual death, physical. But Jesus came to save us. Some of us were in, I've seen people who were under demonic oppression. Intellectuals. I remember one, one lady, I don't even know where she is. I just don't know. But we went to university together and she couldn't come out safe. Mind off. Beautiful girl. We prayed down. Her prayer. 
If I say we pray, we pray. Oil we burn. Directions we did. The father had to literally come and pick her from school. Up to, I don't know whether she's still, I don't want to mention her name, but I don't know whether she's still alive. I don't know. They took her to different churches. Nigeria, all the churches they've seen her. But what's off? What has Jesus done for you since you met him? You must thank him. That is why Christmas is a sober reflection. Sober. I mean, the world will have their own definition of Christmas. But we, the custodians of the festival, must make it known in the right way to the world. Give the Lord a mighty clap of it. Sometimes I sit down and I look at my life and I say that, but for Jesus. But for Jesus. Your confidence is not good enough to overcome the world. It is a confidence you have in God. Because some issues will come on you that your own confidence will fail. But if Christ is in you, no matter how big the issue is, the confidence you have in Christ will bring you a great and a great and a great reward. Whenever you start to feel anxious and afraid, I want you to know the false definition, the real definition of fear. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Hmm. Don't worry, I'm closing. False evidence appearing real. False evidence. Anytime you are afraid of something, just know that this thing you are seeing, that is not the truth. The truth is in your faith. You activate towards God. And look, God even had faith. Eh? God even had faith that one day you will become a Christian. Yeah. He had faith. He had faith. How did he have faith? His only begotten son. If he didn't, if, if God didn't have faith that the world will receive him, he won't send him. Because that is the only man. No man can die for mankind. Get it and get it right. Okay, pastor, I mean, Jesus died and everybody's giving him fans. Me, I'm ready to die for myself. They should kill me on the cross. <laughs> you can't save yourself. Me, I've never seen before. I've never drank. I've never slept with anyone. I've not gone to see Juju. My blood is clean. You are lying. Your blood? Tell me the issue of your father. Tell me the issue of your mother. Your grandfather, the fetish priest. You say your blood is clean. You are joking. You can't help. You can't help yourself. You can't save yourself. The only blood that was worthy to be able to save man was the blood of Jesus. And we need to celebrate that. We need to celebrate it. Hallelujah. There's one thing you can do for yourself in Christmas. is to establish your Christianity. Because the days we are entering, there are a lot of teachings, a lot of manipulations, a lot of gimmicks that one day will be challenged. The church is going to be faced with arguments. And you must be resolute in the midst of the chaos that he that is born of God 
overcoming the world. Once again, give God a good clap of love. Anytime Jesus met people, he wanted to help them. Anytime Jesus met them, how, how can I help you? What do you want me to do? I want my eyes restored. Receive your sight. What do you want me to do? My daughter is oppressed with a demonic force. In the name of, uh, uh, it commands the spirit. Come out. He met a man walking like this. What do you want? I want to walk well. Command. Jesus wants to do us good. But sometimes we don't understand him. We don't get closer to him to know what exactly he wants to do for us and what we must do for him. If you don't get close to him, you will know his mind. If you don't get close to someone, you will know the way the person thinks. Yes or no? So if we are far away from Jesus, if we don't interact with Jesus, Christianity is not just a religion, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. And the rate at which Jesus will walk with you will be different from the rate at which you walk with another. He knows where he picked you from. He doesn't expect you to do what others are doing. But whilst he's relating with you, he'll be speaking to you. Eddie, stop this. Eddie, don't do this. Eddie, go like this. Eddie, do this. Eddie, build yourself like this. Eddie, do this. By the time he's speaking to you, he's not speaking to Prince to do the same thing. Because he knows that if he tells Prince to do what he has asked you to do, Prince may die. It's a relationship. It's a personal work. And if it is a work, you cannot be at one place for a long time. You must be moving forward and going forward. I thought you are clapping. You must be moving forward. And that is how we will begin to reflect the very image of the Lord Jesus Christ. My last scripture, Jer Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11. The Bible said, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thought of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Can I tell you something? Jesus didn't come to your life to disgrace you. He came into your life to take you to an expected end. If we can open up our hearts and follow him in spite of and follow him in spite of, don't just work for him. Don't just work for him, but understand why you are following him. Understand why you have covenanted with him. Understand why you are a Christian. He said, they are, these plans will take us to an expected end. An expected end. An expected end. He, he is not somebody who will confuse you. Jesus will surely take you to that promised land. If you follow him, and you follow him and you commit to him the, the place he's taking you is a beautiful place I've been with people who are at the verge of dying and I remember this particular woman this woman was one of the matrons in Kolebo very big we went to visit her I still remember it's like a video she was due for an operation she had okay we are there so she was due for an operation and she requested that I came around. So I went and she was lying down. I still see her. And I was speaking to her. So she was smiling. Smiling. I said, Pastor, I'm so full. I see like a river. A river. Clear river. 
and I'm, and I'm crossing it. I started smiling in my head. She was happy. She was happy. You should be at the verge of dying if you are screaming. <laughs> then there's a problem. No, no, that is. You are the one that needs prayer. You are the one we need to stop. Then the time. That means what you are saying is not good, though. If they say they want to do it, they shout. So when they come here, they say, then you are pastor. Oh, daddy, oh, daddy, calm down, calm down. You don't know what he's saying. They are asking me to cross. And I cross clean water and I saw you people standing there. Then I said, it is well. So what is the meaning? I said, everything is well. It is well. It's an expected end. If that is an expected end in the spirit, there is an expected end for you on earth. I remember when I was leaving, I was even worried. But this living was smiling, happy. Oh, how is the church? I hope the church is doing well. I walked to, I walked to the door and I turned my back. I looked at her. She was still looking at me, smiling. That's an expected end. If you follow Jesus as a young lady, as a young man, as a married man, as a married woman, as a single woman, there is an expected end which is good that will come to you. Give the Lord a mighty clap of him and please rise up on your feet. I want you to lift your two hands and talk to God in one God with us. Pray that God came to save us from our sins. Thank him for your own life. Just thank him for your own life. Be personal right now. Be personal and thank God. Lift your two hands and talk to him. Thank him that he came into your life. Look at some of your friends who are not yet Christians. Look at how you see their lives. Look at those who have departed. But today, somewhere, somehow, you deserve what happened to them. But Jesus saved you. Preserved you. Thank him that he didn't count our sins against us. Thank him. Marabo seca baladaba. Mandala da bahados in reggae de bus. Embala da 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 I see one, I see two, I see three, I see four, I see five, I see six. Say with me, Lord Jesus, on this day, by your word, by faith, I come to you. Forgive me of all my sins. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Write my name in the book of life so that when you come, for the second time, I will make it to heaven. Say, devil, 
Hear me today. I no longer belong to you. Say, Holy Spirit, empower me. Give me the strength to walk with you in 2020 in a better way. In Jesus' name, amen. Someone celebrate the name of the Lord. Wow.